Welcome to Rap Fiesta. Welcome to Rap Fiesta. What up, everybody? Welcome to Rap Fiesta. To Rap Fiesta. Rap Fiesta. To Rap Fiesta. Rap Fiesta. Welcome to the Rap Fiesta podcast. Hey, what up, fam? How you doing? What's up, gang? What's good, man? It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, man. We've been rocking with you for a minute. Ever since that uh, Don't Want to Be in Love video, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, a long time. That's a long yeah, time. So, so what's new, man? How's things going? Um, Things are going good, man. I'm just working, putting out putting out single after single. Just trying to stay consistent as possible, you feel me? Like, that's all I've been doing. I've been consistent for years now, so just maintaining that. And uh, it's hard, like, being consistent now since COVID changed. You have to switch up your whole approach to how you're doing things. So what's the deal with that? Um, I feel like, honestly, bro, I don't feel like COVID really changed much besides the fact that I can't personally interact with the fans. Like, other than that, like, the, I, I don't think the, the strategy changed much, you know? Like, I'm still – I was always dropping records. Um, I was always – um. You know, my promotion game is crazy on Instagram. I, I promote crazy because I, I I really um I always said like as an independent artist, like I'm a link, I'm a link in my bio all day. You feel me? Like I'll say that all day just because a lot of people don't understand that when you're an independent artist, if you don't go heavy on promotion, like nobody's gonna hear your shit. And also the way Instagram works and social media works, they don't show all your followers your stuff. So it's kind of like Every time I post something, whether it's one, two, three people that haven't seen it, it's still those new people that haven't seen my post prior, you know? So, like, that hasn't changed. I feel like nothing really changed as far as my way I market the music. I just feel like the music changed, you know? My image changed, shit like that changed. I had, like, to grow up a little bit more. But that's not due to COVID. That's just due to getting older, you know? I love that response, though, because you built an, in an internet presence already. So yeah. the fact that things haven't changed already, you're just taking advantage of things being more online now. Now you need to be more interactive and creative with ways like that. But it seems like you got that on lock, which is dope. Uh, that's crazy, though. That's real dope, man. And uh, how was that yeah. last album you just dropped? Um, That was more, I feel like, so a lot of fans don't know, but if you pay attention to when I dropped Not What It Used To Be, it was kind of like a statement. You know, it was kind of like, when I did that project, that's when I switched up my sound a little bit. That's when I got more aggressive. That's when I cut my hair. That's when I lost some weight. That's when I like, it was like a huge change. So that project for me was like a statement piece, letting my fans know like, yo, like I'm not going to be the same person I was before. I'm not going to be totally different. I'm still going to be the artist that you love, but I want to give you more of me. So that was kind of, that's where I was going with it. I was trying to show the people that, yeah, I might, I might, because a lot of people, they either know me for the Tentos or they know me for Don't Want to Be in Love or they know me for those specific things or they know me for the rap video to my mom, the rap video to my sister. So, you know, when you got a moment that big where it's like those videos went crazy viral, you know, those videos is what put me on. When you get moments like that, it's kind of like people categorize you, you know, so when when I make those rap freestyle videos, they'd be like, oh, Elijah's just a freestyle artist. You know, or Elijah's just a, a artist that does video on Instagram or Elijah's like an Instagram rapper, you know, and I always felt like, nah, like I really make music. I really make hits like I really I really do this shit. So when I made not what it used to be, it was kind of letting the fans know, like I'm coming different this year. And ever since then, I feel like I've just been, you know, pressure. Yeah, no, I like what you said about 
how people try and put you in a box like you're dropping freestyle videos like oh he's just a freestyle rapper he's just a tiktok rapper so you dropping that album was really a statement to let people know that no you're actually here like you're in you're in the game now and yeah i'm competing go. i'm competing i feel like a lot of people wasn't putting me in that conversation so i kind of had to um create that conversation you know like a lot of people when they talk about the industry elijah the boy necessarily wasn't in that con you know wasn't wasn't there you feel me so now i feel like i'm competing you know now my i just uh my record sent them up got three about to hit three million total streams you know it's on most necessary. It's on all these big playlists and on Spotify. And I'm the only independent artist on those playlists. You know, now my songs in all the clubs. Now my songs in on are on all the radio stations. So now it's like, oh shit, he's for real. You know, like before I had to realize, like, you know, this industry is like it's kind of opposite. You know, like a lot of the people are chasing that industry love before they actually have fans. So that's why. And like from the viewers' eyes, when they're on social media, they think these artists are litter than they are only because of who they're associating with. So for example, like an artist might have like 30K followers, but then you see, all right, boom, you see me before, you know, before I'm talking about before, not what it used to be. Still had crazy following, selling out shows, hitting top 10 on iTunes, doing all these things. But to the person on Instagram, if they see an artist with like, 30,000 followers and they're not doing none of those things, but they taking pictures with celebrities. Yep. They doing interviews on Hot 97. They doing this, but they really don't got fans. They're really not doing numbers. But to the people's eyes, it looks like this person's on and I'm not, even though I'm doing everything that that artist wish they could do. It's very easy yeah. to fake an image on Instagram. You, you, exactly. post, you post a couple nice pictures with a famous celebrity, a couple nice flexes with a car and a nice music video. And people think like, oh, he's really doing something like, oh, he's really going. Even though even though it might even though it's like he could have ran into that celebrity, didn't even know him, yeah. came, went to the same restaurant and was like, yo, bro, can I get a pick like on some fan shit? That's how and it they is. Didn't even, you know, exactly. I've, bro, I've been in those moments. That's why you'll never see me with a picture with celebrities because I've met a lot of celebrities like I've been. I've been in parties with Post Malone. I've been in parties where Drake went to like, I've been these moments, but I don't speak about that because I'm not trying to ride somebody else's name. Like I'm not trying to, you know, I always said like, I'm not going to be the artist to ask for pictures and this and that because when, it, when that time comes, I want them to approach me and be like, I fuck with you. I want it to be genuine because then it's a more memorable moment. If I just go up to them and ask for a picture, you know how many pictures they take in a day? Like that's not, I'm not leaving no, memory with them you feel me so first impression is the most important and if you approach them like a fan they're gonna treat you like that so exactly you, you make a lot of sense with that yeah bro so and there's nothing wrong with you know approaching i love when my fans approach me and take pictures and shit like that i'm not bashing people that go up to these celebrities and do shit like that i'm just saying me personally i've always been the guy like that i want to create moments so and i want to have genuine relationships with these people so if it's not a genuine relationship and we didn't really chop it up on some music tip or some just human tip, life tip, like, then I don't want to post that and make it seem like, oh, me and this one, me and this person just chopped it up. It was great vibes, you know, if it wasn't, you know, so I just, I just, I don't put, I'm not the one that takes pictures with that. But like I was saying before, man, it's just, I'm just, you know, pressure. I'm just keep going. Um, You know, there's ups and downs to being independent and doing what I do, but I feel like I'm better off than a lot of people. You know, I have a lot of control. And I'm able to maintain, and I got fans that really ride for me. So, so, so as an independent artist, 
how do you make sure your name stays at the top with these major artists got label push behind them and all of these resources? Um, you know, it's just having a good team, having uh, and being aware. Um, there's a lot of outlets out there that allow you to really get your name out there. Like I'm, I'm not afraid to, you know, when I see an artist put up an interview with whoever, I'll reach out to that person. Worst that people can do is say no, bro. Like, so I look at it like if they're going to curb me or they're going to leave me on scene, cool, it is what it is. Because I've always been in those moments like that I've reached out, you know, they curved it, but they always come back around, you know, because like I said, this industry is a popularity contest. So they might not see you now, but they're going to come back around. So I leave it for what it is. Um, But I'm always reaching out to, you know, labels. I'm not I mean not labels. I'm always reaching out to people that do interviews. I'm always reaching out to, I ask a lot of questions, bro. So that's why I know a lot of shit and I'm able to, you know, maintain. Plus, when you build a real fan base, like I have a real fan base. Like if I put, you know, if I put out my merch, it's selling. You know, a lot of artists can't sell nothing. They can't sell music, merch, nothing. You know, that's why they need that check from the label. And I'm not bashing labels or whatever it is. I'm just not looking for it. Like if it happens and it's, and it's exactly what I want, I'm all for it. But Right now, I'm cooling. You feel me? So I think I'm able to do it because I maintained a real fan base and I was able to have real moments. Like nobody put me on. Nobody gave me a shot. You feel me? I had to figure out how to get these people's attention. And I was able to do that and, and you know, get real fans that support me. And once you have an army behind you, you could kind of do a lot. You know, you could kind of get in the door through certain by using, you know, your supporters. So, like, for a regular rapper right now who's trying to build his fan base, what advice could you give him to get things going? Uh, you know, just stay consistent, bro. I know that's the answer, and a lot of people think that there's, like, a it's like a trick to it. Like, they don't want to hear that answer. They don't want to hide. What the fuck? Stay consistent because they feel like they're being consistent. But, you know, it's patience, bro. I'm still – like, a lot of people, since um, my record sent them up drop, it gave me a different audience, Right. So like send them up gave me now I got, you know, before it was necessarily my it was just my fans listening to me. It wasn't the industry. It wasn't the streets. It wasn't the clubs. You know, it was just kind of my fan base, which was predominantly females, you know. So like send them up, gave me a new audience. You feel me? So like now my music is going through. Every, well, I totally forgot the question. Say, say the question again. I was, I was just. Nah, I, was, I was asking. So like um, a rapper who's just trying to get things going with his music and he doesn't have a fan base to tap into. How does he start building that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Just staying consistent. Like I was saying, um, my point of where I was going was the fact is that a lot of people look at me like a new artist. Like people that haven't heard of me this year, they think who the f like, where did Elijah the boy come from? You feel me? Even though. Like you said before, I've been out for years. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been out putting pressure for years, bro. And it was like it was like I kept feeling like, damn, bro, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm not getting no type of recognition, you know, no type of love. And it was kind of like a chip on my shoulder. So what I'm telling them is just to stay consistent, bro. I've been doing this for years, bro. And now I feel like, OK, I'm breaking through that door. You feel me? But before, even with the fans, even with all that, I don't care what nobody says. You can have all these fans, all these all this praise. But if you ain't getting that love from like, you know, the industry, which that you're a part of where you feel like you're a part of this. Like, I genuinely feel like I don't care what nobody says. I'm a part of hip hop, you know, and when you're not getting that love from it, it's kind of like it, it, it don't feel good. So I, I would say just keep going, bro. Like I was I was putting out records consistently i was doing freestyles on instagram consistently i was just content after content you know 
thinking of ways to create moments that my fans would love and it will make an impact, you know? So once you just keep going, keep going, keep going, you're going to make it. You know, I always said, like, people tell you and um, the ideal thing is that if you go to if you go to school, you know, do your homework, get good grades, go to college, study and do whatever you need to do, you'll make it to where you need to make it, right? Like everybody says, like, if I go to school, I study, you know, I pass on my tests, I work hard, I'm going to become a doctor, I'm going to become whatever, you know, that's the same thing with music. It's the same shit. If you work hard and you're in that studio every day, making music, being creative, putting out content, you're going to make it as a rapper. You just got to keep consistency. That's it. There's going to be a moment that hits. Very persistent too, because I read something on you that, you went to um like a Reebok and set up a meet and greet with that. How did that go? Yeah. That shit was crazy. So like um my boy, what happened was one of my boys used to work at Reebok, right? And then he got fired, but he was telling me like, yo, because I was not, I didn't only go to Reebok, you know, I went to Nike, I went to Adidas, I was going to the city with me and my my boys trying to talk to a manager, trying to see how I could set it up. Originally, I wanted to do Nike. Then I was like, fuck it, let's try Adidas. And they were curving it. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We're going to just keep trying everybody. And then when I went to Reebok, I just, I don't know, it just worked. And um, they gave me a shot. They were like, you know what? You could possibly bring a lot of people there. Because also they were doing, they were doing meet and greets there with bigger artists, such as before I did mine, Sway Lee did a meet and greet there. Uh, What's the girl's name? Um, She signed to Kanye Taylor. I forgot her name. But um, she did a meet and greet there. There was a bunch of artists that didn't meet and greet there. So when I went there, I literally walked in and I was like, hey, listen, um, my name's Elijah the Boy. I'm an artist from New York City. I want to do a meet and greet at your store. What is the process to do it? This is how many followers I have. This is how my numbers. I sell out shows. I could bring a lot of people here and I could possibly make your store money and we could do business together. And, you know, he was all for it. He was like, fuck it, I'm going to give you a chance. So what I did, we ended up coming up with an idea. I was like, I was like, I pitched it. Um, I was like, listen, how about, I was like, I know for a fact I could get a lot of people here. Like I was confident in that, but I didn't think that many people would show up as much as did. It was like over a thousand kids, you know, I didn't think it would be that. I felt like fucking Justin Bieber, you know, like, (laughs) like I was in the middle of Times Square and it was dope because there was mad people that couldn't get in. And I ended up going outside and giving out free merch to them. I was like, yo, I'm sorry, but they'd only allow me to have the space till 8 p.m. And they couldn't get in. So I went out there. I was signing autographs. There's actual footage of this um, on my Instagram. If you scroll down, it's like a video and they like all coming crazy. It was um, fans coming down from Philly, uh, fans coming down from Jersey. Like it was crazy. That's and, um, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And there was people that would pass by, but that didn't know who I was. And they're like, who is this? Because it looked crazy. You yeah. feel me? Like, like it looked like, nah, he's a celebrity, you know, even though at the time I was way less popping than I am now, but I still felt like I, you know, I had a fan base, bro. I had people that really loved me. So you, yeah, bro, it's all, it's all about on, using that. You touched on a few like really important things that if any artists listening to this right now should take note of. You went into a spot. This is how people should approach getting shows, too, as an independent artist. These people aren't going to want to mess with you unless you can deliver them fans to their their stadiums and things like that. So you went to Reebok and said, listen, I can get people to come in. And they said, mm-hmm. OK, then let's make it happen. You 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 pretty much didn't promise them exactly. But, you know, that's that's why they wanted you to get your your foot in the door. That's why they want to help you out. It was a mutual benefit because a lot of artists would hit up uh, 
hit up any anybody and just be like, you know, I want to use you for my benefit. So you touch yeah, music, yeah. and that's real smart. And um, the other thing too, that's more subtle, is that you said people was coming up to you when you had all these people like outside of outside of Reebok and just coming to rock with you and they didn't even know who you were because other people were rocking with you. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big lesson in of in and of itself. Like people aren't gonna start messing with you until they see other people rocking with you. So yeah, you but that's 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 how it is. That's just yeah. the world, bro. Even with my own like people that I know personally, you know, like I said, um, when I did um when I made that transition and I changed, you know, my image up and kind of the music up a little bit, um, I knew what I was getting into because. I, I, you know, it's all about studying. So I study this shit. I study social media. I study the music game. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student of the game. So I was like, okay, my approach was this. I was like, boom. If, if I could get this song before it drops to be in all the clubs and to be on the radio station and to like look crazy, people that really didn't know about me was going to tune in. Why? Because people are followers, bro. People don't know what they like. If you ever listen, if you ever realize like so many songs in the music industry is forced on people, you know, and, and they ended up, they end up knowing the words, they end up knowing everything about the song that they don't necessarily like the song. It's just that they hear it so much. So when you hear us, you know, when you hear a song fucking a hundred times, when you go out, when you go on the radio station, it's getting played multiple times. When you get on, when you go, um, you know, when you go outside and you hear cars, running it or when you hear going to clubs and you're hanging out with your homies and it's getting played so much, even if you don't fuck with the song, you're going to know the words. Yeah. It's, you in, know? it's like you know? so, in your brain at that point. Exactly. So I took that approach. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this song on the radio. I'm going to get this song and all these things. And I couldn't promise that it was going to be on the radio, but what I did was I was like, okay, cool. How can I get these DJs to fuck with me? Because honestly, it is a give and take relationship. You feel me? Like I can't just ask them to play my song. I have to do something for them. So what I did with my approach was I ended up doing like 500 DJ dub plates. And you know what a dub plate is? What is that? So, so a dub plate is when you take a part of the song and you put the DJ's name in the song. So for example, for send them up, I was like, I was like, yo, we going Send them up. I was like, no, I was like, I was like, Camilo gone. Send them up. We gonna bend them up. Like I'll ch- I'll change the word and put their name in it. And I went. I did five hundred versions of that. So I was doing Camilo, uh, Flipstar, everybody, everybody, and their mother. And now when I hit them up, it's a different approach. You feel me? It's like, yo, bro, I'm dropping a song in a week. You know, I would love your opinion on it. By the way, I did a DJ dub play and a DJ drop for you. Let me know if you fuck with it. Don't you think that now this DJ is going to be like, this nigga did a dub play? This thing, you know, no. You're not. They're going to play it. No, that's they going to play cool. it. Now they have more incentive to even rock with that record, too, because yeah. like that's perfect. They got their name in it. Yeah. They got their name no. in it, bro. bro. So, of course. You've given out too much free game. That's I love yeah, that. bro, because I'm not, I'm not, bro, at the end of the day, you know, game is to be, you know, taught, not, you know, not kept. So it's like, I just, I don't give a fuck. Like, if, artists see this interview and they be like yo i'm gonna do that then do that bro do what you do i don't give a fuck i don't i never looked at an artist you know if i give this artist the secrets that they will fucking you know it takes something away from me like i don't give a fuck I, a I'm, lot I'm of there. artists are like that though so many like they feel yeah, like because they, they, it's insecure bro you gotta yeah. understand you gotta understand that hip-hop also so with social media it opened the door for a lot of people who necessarily would never get on yeah 
are getting on because of social media and all these crazy things. So that means a lot of insecure people are getting on. A lot of people who don't even know themselves and pretending to be something they're not is getting on. So it's a lot of different, you know, personalities in this shit. But yeah, bro. So when I did that, end up, you know, I had the song on Hot 97 before it came out. I had the song on Power 105 before it came out. I had the song on Hip Hop Nation, Shade 45, everywhere. You know, and then I had that song in every club, bro. Every club, boom, boom, boom. Two weeks before it came out. So by the time this came out, there's mad people like, yo, I can't wait for this song. You know, it creates momentum. And there's also people that never heard of me or that like, who is this? You know, so it started to create a moment for me. And after that, that song kind of went crazy. And, you know, about to hit a mill on Spotify alone, you know, and it's only been out for like three and a half months. So, you know, independent artists ain't doing that, at least not a lot of people I know. No, that's big, man. You touched on some things I never even heard about. Doing dub plates like that, that's very smart. I, I yeah, want to switch note, too, because I'm just curious. What's the craziest fan interaction you've had? Um, you know, I had, I had crazy fan interactions. I had beautiful fan interactions. You know, I remember one time a girl um, at a meet and greet, she came up to me and she made me sign a $50 bill, which I already thought was weird. I was like, yo, this, and I looked at her, I was like, yo, bro, I come from poverty. I'm looking at her like, yo, you want me to, this is $50. Give me a dollar, I'll sign this shit. Like, why are you giving me $50, you know? And she was like, no, I wanted you, you to sign a $50 bill. And then she ended up giving me a note and she told me, and I still remember this, she told me not to read it, you know, till I get, um, till I get back to my home, you know? And then when I read it, you know, it was like a whole thing about, you know, how I saved her life and how, you know, she was so close to not being here no more. And she just was listening to my music and it got her through it. So one of that moments was crazy. And that was a beautiful moment for me. I ended up reaching out to her, you know, and, and just telling her how much that meant to me. Um, you know, I had crazy fans. You know, I had fans follow me. I had to move. I used to live in the Bronx. I don't live in the Bronx no more. I had to move because fans were like, you know, follow where I was at or shit like that. You know, fans would come up to me kind of crazy. It's mad weird, bro, because you got to understand that this like, Social media allowed everybody access to you, you know? So now it's kind of, that's what I always said back then, you know, people got the critiques and shit like that, that was famous, but they didn't never gotten it like we gotten it now because before you couldn't even touch a celebrity or talk to a celebrity or nothing. The critiques were coming from blogs, you know, shit like that. Now they wasn't get from, right their DMs and talk shit. <laughs> now they could be like, yo, you suck, you're trash, you yeah. fucking ugly, you know, they could do all these things. So it's like, it's hard, bro. But fans, you know, I always look at look at it like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because, you know, you got to be built different to be, you know, popular, to be, you know, to to chase a dream like this, because there's so many people that just hate you for no reason. There's so many group chats right now that people are talking shit about me. There's no. so many fuck, you know, there's fucking there's so many fucking DMs where people are sending every post I set I, I post on Instagram. And just talking so much shit, you know. Also in this so, city too, there's so many artists around here, and like people are jealous. They want to be in your spot. So like, mm -hmm. of course they're gonna hate to see people people like you win, you know. Yeah, but that's insecurity, bro. I really don't care. Like I look at it like, I look at it like, bro. I want everybody to get their money, even people that I don't like their music, bro. Because at the end of the day, music is meant to be judged, you know. So there's even there's songs that I don't like that are super popping, you know. And I, and I always say, I always say, like, I'd be like, yo, I know I don't like the song, but 
I'm glad that he's winning. I'm glad that she's winning. I'm glad that these people are feeding their family, you know, because I'm not that type of person. I'd be like, yo, I really don't like the record, but the fact that you're winning is a beautiful thing because you get to feed your family. So that's how I look at it. And here's another thing I want to touch with you. Uh, I noticed you don't have a lot of features. What's what's with that? Uh, I feel like don't I know the me. answer too, but... Artists don't fuck with me, bro. Nah, is that what it is? Because I, nah, I, nah, nah, nah. I was looking at it from a different approach. What I was thinking was, you know, you're really trying to make this name on your own and you don't want no features to be riding off of yet. Because, like, yeah, I just, I just, fall on. My, my fault. I just wanted to show the people what I could do. I yeah. felt like I've never, and I always tell people, even when artists hit me up for features, you know, I always tell people, like, there's three ways I'm going to do a feature with you. I'm going to keep it a stack. It's, I got to either really love your music, like, I mean, really love where it's like, nah, I see the talent in you. Or if your music is not that great, but I fucking believe in your hustle. Like, you're such a hustler that you're like, I know I'm not that good, but I'm going to be good, you know? That or the obvious one, you got to pay me. Yeah. What's 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 your rate for Elijah the Boy right now? Hey, that's top secret. (laughs) I I can't really put that out there. But, you know, I'm doing numbers, man. My new record up now just hit 200K in two weeks, so... You know, That's independent big. artists are not are not doing shit like that. You feel me? At least I don't like I said, I don't know a lot. And if they are, you know, they're paying for it. So And you landed um, on a editorial playlist with that as well. Yeah, bro. Every I don't know who's fucking with me at Spotify. I'm trying to find no, out. Nobody can like, tell you how to get on a Spotify editorial playlist. Like yo, nobody, bro. You know what's crazy? Like mad people think like, yo, he paid for that. I'm like, yo, you can't pay for that, bro. No, like you- they, they don't even, bro, Spotify don't even let you know who the editors are. Nah. Like, nobody knows. Yeah, it's top secret. No, that's the craziest shit. I love, I love hearing stories like that, too. Because you wake up one day and you're like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. my shit is on, like... It first happened... The first time I got on an editorial playlist was due to me, though. What I did, it was, like, a couple years ago. It was, like, three years ago. I got on Signed XO. That was the first playlist I ever got on. And the reason I did it, like I said... I'm not scared to use my supporters. And I don't mean use them in a way like it's bad. I'm just, you know, they're my army, bro. So like, yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah. you know, they're, they're pushing me. They're, they're making me get on. So like, I remember one time I put up a video. It was a, a record. Um, I put up a video. It was a song called Body off my album Mood Swings. And um, I put up the video and I found out who the CEO of Spotify was. And, you know, people like this, they don't have a lot of followers. You know, people that are really making money and that are really rich and not rappers, but they're in the industry, the low-key people, they be having like 200 followers, but they be lit in real life, yeah. you know? So they, this person who was the CEO, he didn't have, he only had like a thousand followers. So what I did was I told my fans, I said, yo, tag this nigga 5,000 times. Like I want his Instagram notifications to just be my name, you know? <laughs> and and it happened, bro. They tagged them, tagged them, tagged them, tagged them. Next day I woke up, I was on Sign XO. Wow. And, I, you know, it's crazy. The more you get on in, in the industry, I end up realizing how it happened because one of my mans, now, you know, now I feel like I'm more in the industry, you know. So one of my mans works for Spotify, but not on the playlist side. He just works at Spotify and he works on the Latin side. And he told me, like, he was like, yo, you know, it's crazy. The CEO, when they, when you did that, the CEO came up to me and asked me if I knew who Elijah the boy was. And he was like, and at the time I didn't know who you were. And that made me look into you, but that was the CEO of Spotify that asked about you because that's, of what you did. That's big. No, that's huge. You know? And so that's what, that was the first time. 
you're like doing creative things to get people's attention. And that's what a lot of artists need to do. You're really, you're trying, you told me so many things I never even thought about like independent artists doing on their own. So I I do everything, bro. I wear many hats, bro. I I fucking, I market my own stuff. You know, I got my own studio. So I obviously I write all my songs. Um, I got my own studio. Yeah, I don't engineer. So I have my own studio. I know how to engineer, but I, I always, what I do is I, I, I write, um, I record the rough drafts myself, so I get the idea out. I used to just record myself, but now I got an engineer. His name's, um, he goes by Mixed by Auden. Super fire. That's like family. He's part of my label, part of O&I. You know, O&I is my label. Um, I made it myself. It stands for Outside is Never Inside. And the reason, the reason why I made that was because, like I said before, I felt like an outsider to the industry. Like, I was doing so much shit, you know, selling out shows, doing the Reebok shit, doing so much shit, bro. That it was like, it was like, yo, like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? So I was like, you know what? If they don't want to let me in, I'm just going to body it from the outside to the point where they got to pay attention to me, you know? And that's kind of what happened. I ended up going super crazy that now everybody, you know, I got relationships with everybody, you know? So it was kind of like, it really, it really represents me. So that's what it, that's what it is. And it also encourages people, you know, if you feel like an outsider, you feel like you don't fit in, don't change. Like, don't try to be something you're not to be let into something that you don't even want to be in in the first place just be you so you know that's what i created and o and i is just you know me uh my engineer mixed by audit my producer navi beats um my videographer o and i honesty and um my boyfriend famous he he handles like the merch and you know the the you know the, the email side of things you know so it's all us wow you got five people pushing you to the top right now and like a small knit circle making things happen i love that like people think huge labels and to sell like half their rights away to their music to do all this but like you live in proof of it so it's 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 real to see it's just you know i will also say that you know it sucks because in a way like yeah you can do all this by yourself with with a couple of your homies and shit like that but there's always things that you're never going to be able to do without being signed just they control it. You know, these labels control, they control the game and it's a money game. So it's just like, it's just like, you know, even look at artists like Russ, you know, Russ had to sign at one point. Now he went back independent, but he realized it wasn't worth it, but he signed at one point to get certain things, you know, but, um, but he still kept yeah. his independent catalog too. Yeah. Because that man, like I said, he did the approach where, he he, um, yeah, he kind of, he did the, he did the approach where, you know, he created a fan base. He had more leverage. This guy was selling out shows all over the world prior. So they would have gave that man anything he wanted, you yeah. know? So I, I hate to cut this off because this is, this is this interview podcast is fire, but we're about to hit that timer limit. But it was a real, real great honor to have you on the show, my man. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. No doubt, man. Appreciate uh, it, I hope you have a rest good of the week. And thank you for everything, my guy. Much love. Much love. <laughs>